Welcome to the NARS Jam Session Podcast. But before we get into it, NARS is a new way to fund extreme athletes, a community of action sports enthusiasts who have formed a nouns sub-DAO to rethink and redefine how extreme sports athletes get sponsored. NARS are NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain based on the Nouns open source protocol, CC0 artwork, and are stored fully on chain with no external dependencies. Each NAR gets you a DAO vote, and memberships are available at auction, one NAR less often forever. You can check out our live auctions at nars.wtf. That is G-N-A-R-S dot W-T-F. In this jam session, we have Darlington, the co-founder of Mastercut, an electronic music label based in Vancouver. We also get updates from Gummy about NARS. Welcome, welcome everybody to 9 O'Clock Live at the Noun Square. As our guest today here on Noun Square, uh, 9 O'Clock Live is Darlington from Monster Cat. Hello Darlington, how are you tonight? Yo, yo, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Uh, so if you're just joining us here guys, please retweet the room. Uh, as you know, we do a little retweet picker winner, 0.069 ETH to someone who retweets the room uh, when we have this space every single day. We're meeting a little earlier tonight uh, so that we have a chance to chat with our guest uh, Darlington here and also because we're colliding today with our weekly space for NARSDAO. So if you're familiar with uh, the Nile Square, you know that we host 40 spaces a week is what we're up to now. Might even be 41 uh, for different sub-DAOs and uh, different communities within Nouns. And so they've all got these little uh, slots throughout the week that they come and uh, cross-pollinate and chat with their own communities. And NARS has been doing that at 8 p.m. EST on Thursdays uh, for quite some time now, several months. So because uh, 9 o'clock fell uh, in a collision course with uh, NARS today, Today we're going to do a bit of a combo. Uh, we'll chat with, with Darlington and then we'll get to uh, the NARS folks a little bit later. So without further ado, uh, why don't we chat with our guest, Darlington. How are you doing tonight? Good, man. For those who might be tuning in and maybe they don't know who you are or what Monster Cat is, can you give us a quick primer on your background, please? Yeah, guys. Um, my name is Mike Darlington. I've been the uh, co-founder at Monster Cat now for, oh God, it's been like 12 years. Uh, we're an electronic music record label based out of Vancouver with offices in LA and Singapore. Uh, we work with indie artists all over the planet, uh, really specializing in all forms of electronic music. Uh, you know, we've had a bunch of artists co- come through the label, go on to become some of the, uh, you know, headlining festival artists around the world. Um, so we've had a good experience of, you know, working, developing and building talent from day one. Uh, I guess I should talk about how this ties into Web3 and into nouns. Uh, during COVID, my artists were in a bad place during COVID. You know, a lot of them were relying upon touring as a major source of their income, and they've done that for you know most of their career. So when COVID hit, I had to try to find a new way to kind of make up for that lost revenue, and and I and I dove deep down the uh, the NFT uh, rabbit hole. Truthfully, it was because I needed to find that new revenue stream. Uh, what I learned though was more about how you can connect to a new audience, how you can use smart contracts to better create a layer between artists and and collectors, uh, how you can use smart contracts to unlock and enable things like Shopify's and Discord's and Telegram groups. Like I didn't know any of that was possible. Uh, so yeah, that was about two and a bit years ago. My first ever NFT minted was Beeple's Genesis piece. Uh, so I got real lucky on on my my Genesis mint, and I've just been it here isn't. from yeah. It was, it was a it was a good moment. I had done some work with people over the, the last eight years when he was doing work for the music industry. So it, it kind of made sense that he'd be the, my uh, my first mint. I, I got in, started collecting art uh, mostly in like the edition form. As I, I wasn't like an ETH whale by any means, 
you know, I think I started with like a $12,000 stack to, to start buying here and there uh, in the NFT ecosystem. But uh, I definitely didn't have like the, uh, you know, the hundreds of ETH that some people had when they, when they kind of first started collecting NFTs. Fell in love, you know, made a great community of friends and family uh, within the ecosystem. And, and really, I've just been building within the Web3 community and MonsterCat since, you know, since those days. I guess that was like two, two and a bit years ago now. We'll leave it at that for now. That's awesome. I know uh, Davin was extremely excited to have you on. You've been speaking with him a little bit in, in DMs. Davin, you had a couple questions for, for Mike as well, I believe. I just wanted to ask my first question. I even wrote them down just so you know. To what is Relics to XYZ? Because I think that that would be a good place to start. Yeah, so Relics.xyz, or we just refer to it as Relics, uh, is a Web3 project that we built. We identified early on that as the metaverse was growing, as Web3 gaming was growing, there wasn't really much conversation about how music could be integrated. And I was worried that, you know, the metaverse was going to be quiet. I was worried that there wasn't going to be any uh, official music licensed into any of these ecosystems. So to solve for that and to use what I had learned about uh, decentralization and ownership of digital assets, we wanted to create a project that would flip how we know uh, music ownership to exist or music licensing to exist. And I guess the context to that is right now when you want to work with a video game or a metaverse, that metaverse approaches a record label. The record label licenses them, them some music and then they allow that music to play within the game or in the metaverse. And you as a user don't get to choose that music. Or you might be able to flick through like a radio station at best. So we realize that if, like, if we really want to create an ecosystem where fans are going to be owning music NFTs and songs, that they should actually be able to bring those songs with them into these metaverse experiences and into these games. You should be able to create your own theme song and create your own experience within this ecosystem. So essentially, Relics is a project where you can buy and sell music NFTs. We've then done partnership deals with different metaverse ecosystems and games so that when you go into them, you bring that collection of songs with you. Uh, but the concept, I think, is strong. I think people want to be able to own music NFTs and then actually be able to do something with them beyond have them sit in your like your your wallet. What's your take on uh, Sound.xyz? Like when you look at their model and how they're rolling out artists, what's your take on that? Because I think they're one of the industry leaders in this music NFT. Yeah, I love Sound. Uh, the reason I like Sound though is not because it's the uh, music uh, like listening platform. Like I don't use it as my replacement to like a Spotify. What I like it for is that it's creating this new form of relationship between musician and collector that has never really existed before in a really low cost manner. Like you can mint a sound.xyz music NFT from a musician for, you know, 20 bucks. Uh, and almost every time I do that, I find a DM from that musician being like, man, it means a lot to me. You do, you're interested in my music and you've minted it. And, and here's an invite to my Discord. Like, it's just such like an organic community. Uh, and they're not trying to gouge people. It's like we're not, we're, we're beyond that point of like people charging hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for a mint. And I just think that it's a really cool experience. Now, I think long term, they're going to have to move to an L2 if they really want to scale to, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of people collecting music NFTs. But for now, like the ecosystem is, is near perfect. Like I really do like it. For those who aren't familiar with that platform, is it basically like a direct to consumer uh, platform for, for musicians? It's kind of like Nifty Gateway, but for musicians. Okay. So they're additions, they're, they're addition, they're low cost. Uh, there's multiple artists who drop per day and you just use it to discover, you know, cool indie musicians uh, and then, you know, build a relationship with them. Ben, 
uh, Darlington is here. Do you have any questions for him? Because I know you're deep into the music. Curious about how much of that kind of pushback you've already dealt with. Oh, uh, uh, we had just insane, intense levels of pushback that would have really, it really negatively affected my staff, my team members, and, and, our, and our artists that we involved in the, in the early days. Now, this was prior to the merge occurring. So it was prior to us moving ETH to proof of stake. And once we did, it, the, the, the kind of hatred definitely t- kind of toned down a bit. But I, at one point or another, I was getting like death threats in my Twitter DMs that I was supporting NFTs and that I was ruining Monster Cat. That's specifically why I ask as well, because, you know, I've been subject to that, uh, work with big artists who also are subject to that. I, I saw this coming years ago and, and it was just a matter of like, how do we onboard these people? How do we get this point across? Like, we're trying to help you. Like, this is good for you. And it's going to take that power away from the corporations that are just using everybody's creative talent. Uh, well, I think the, I think the attention now is the anger has now moved to uh, AI art and AI music. So yeah. we'll let that let them they can handle the uh, the backlash for now. Although AI yeah. music is absolutely coming, there's nothing that anybody can 100%. do about it. Mike, I'd be curious to hear about your your nounish journey a little bit, if you don't mind speaking on that. When did you first hear about nouns, and and how did you take us through that process? Yeah, you know, I think over the years, I guess it was, when did nouns launch? It's been a year now, right? A year and a year and a half. Yeah and a half yeah august uh, 8th 2021 perfect yeah i had always seen the the type of people that i really respected rocking nouns and noggles uh and then tons of different builders within the ecosystem uh, i noticed there seemed to be like this common thread of nouns and and that kind of got me interested i'm like so like those guys could be rocking a crypto punk they could be rocking like a you know, a trippy or gold board ape if they wanted to, like, you know, but yet they chose that they wanted to be represented by the nouns community. So I thought that meant something and that it meant that this is attracting really intelligent builders um, and people who really get Web3. So that kind of like made me want to start looking into it. I, at that point, I had no idea about, you know, the, the, the voting mechanism, the treasury, the sub DAOs, the discord, the, you know, little nouns, all these little pieces I started to unravel. Um, I just knew that, Cool builders like nouns. During that time, though, at least it, it, got, it gave me a little bit of a time to dig into things like the little nouns and learning about the little nouns community. And I'm like, okay, this is something that not only can I use the auction and mint, um, I can start to figure out the, the mechanisms of, of prop house and on-chain proposals. Uh, so I did that for, for months, speaking to like the little nouns community. Um, so all that time, I was always like sitting there waiting to eventually like hope to find a way that I could enter into the community. Uh, and then fortunately, as I guess some people are, are frustrated that the, the auction price has gone down and there's a subset of people who are stoked like me, who was like, okay, cool. It's <laughs> reaching a point where like I can finally enter. A question before, but, but before, I wanted to segue to Gami a little bit. Gami, uh, I wanted you to talk about your Spotify playlist. I mean, Darlington is here. He's a music record label boss. I am sure his playlist is very exquisite. I want to talk about your playlist and are there any future plans of maybe MasterCard and Nas working? together that's what I'm, I'm trying to do here you know what i mean it's an interesting question man there's yeah I'd, I'd be really keen to hear like yeah darlington's take like when it comes down to monster cat and the sort of things that you're doing like how do you personally think about licensing in in music and like has public domain and cc0 been something that gets discussed much like in your inner circles or and is it something that like musicians are, are mostly afraid of or or something that's you know an exciting opportunity to experiment with that's a great question you know monster cut's done a ton of licensing in the uh the action sports world you know we've worked with red bull for forever now 
you know, working on their films or social content, you know, you name it. So we have a long history of music licensing in paid licensing format where, you know, the master rights and the publishing rights are licensed for that specific piece of synchronized content. However, I have been very curious about CC0. Um, not because I have a, any sort of like business plan around it or idea around it, but purely out of trying to be open-minded because it's generally not something that is is a conversation in music. Music is always about protecting your rights and protecting your monetization. It's how we were kind of raised, you know, especially because the major labels are so restrictive. So I, I don't want to shut my mind down to the possibility of CC0 uh, in music. And I know that like, Rack is working on some CC0, RIC, uh, CC0 uh, record label. But I know that there's something there. I know that it's important to put out content into the world with, with you know, really no direct expectation. Um, and I know it's going to work for some people. So I guess long story short, I'm open-minded. I'm, I'm loving experimenting. And I think the nouns are an exact perfect example of what experimentation can look like. Um, and you know, I think that's the beauty of, of just Web3 ecosystem is that projects can be tried. Like this is a science experiment at the end of the day. Science experiment yeah. with $38 million in the treasury. Darlington, I have one more question for you because I know you've, you've got to get going here shortly. I'm just curious to ask, what's next for Monster Cat with, with nouns? So you've purchased this noun. You said most of your, your staff were on board. What do you see as sort of the next step? How, how does nouns play into the evolution of Monster Cat, if at all? Yeah, I'd say for now, it, it's it's just experimentation. It's getting involved. It's voting. It, it's learning about all the subcultures and sub-DAOs within it. Uh, I don't think we have a plan yet. I know we don't have a plan yet, to be honest with you. <laughs> We're just learning. And I think that that's, you know, that's okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was really nice to get to know you a little bit. And you're welcome back on uh, 9 O'Clock Live. Any anytime that you'd like to come on and talk about what you're working on or something that's coming up, uh, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, but I just wanted to take a pause to thank you, Mike, for coming on uh, to introduce yourself to the DAO and to us. And uh, again, you're welcome back here anytime. Uh, we are going to kind of transition over to the NARS DAO. Uh, so, Gami, why don't you take a stab at uh, telling us what's going on in NARS right now. It's a pretty momentous occasion for NARS right now. In four minutes or less, what's going on at NARS? <laughs> so NARS, as some of you will know, we've, we've been doing a lot of IRL activations. We learned a lot uh, from our experience in Brazil, and we're really keen to scale out what we've been doing and do 12 activations in 12 countries over the next 6 to 12 months. Essentially, the proposal is called Extremely Nounish. It's been a focus of ours for the recent weeks, and uh, voting starts in about 10 minutes, as far as I can see. And oh, wow. uh, It'll be live yeah. on the air. <laughs> yeah, live on the air. <laughs> Can, can um, you say, on the last spaces you were on, you talked about how you're not overly concerned about the prop failing if it should fail, and you related that to skateboard culture. I thought that was really powerful. Do you, can you re reiterate that for people who weren't there? Yeah, man. I, it's cool that you bring that up, too, because like, um, just before, I was really fortunate to finally meet uh, Bob Burnquist over, over a video call with him and Vlad, and we got talking about like the culture of Nas and the culture of nouns, and how we've got this proposal and if we fail uh, I explained to him as well I said you know just like skateboarding you throw yourself down the stairs and if you stick the landing that that's awesome but if you don't you just like get back up you dust yourself off you climb the stairs and you try again and it's it's very much part of the culture of um, of nuns in general and anyways <laughs> getting back to the getting back to the uh, wait hold on uh, where is it? never mind just go back to the guest I was going to try to find the back to the guest noise oh here it is no. <laughs> 
podcast. <laughs> By the way, I, I don't even know that we are we are right now in the now some sessions. I think uh, it should be clear that that's why we are out here chilling. Not really, man. My English oh, yeah. is really bad. Not really. Yeah. Now we another nine o'clock live Nara's jam session combo. We're getting to be pretty good dancing partners at this point. But Gami, I had a question for you. Uh, prop one eight nine. Can you talk a bit, a bit about this? Like the number one eight nine. Why is it so important? What are you doing with it? <laughs> yeah, man. When I um when I joined Nouns, it was like really close to my birthday, and one eight nine was the ID number of um the noun that I bought, like the first skateboard head, and. I just, yeah, I just sort of saw that there was an opportunity to potentially do another proposal with the same number. And to me, it's just like part of like the story arc of Noun 189. And I, I really love the idea of each of them having, you know, their, their, a life of their own. And um, I think there's probably like way less emphasis on that sort of stuff than there should be. Because um, at some point, all the data that's on chain about all of our interactions, is going to become a lot more accessible for everyone. And that data can be used for all sorts of artwork and crazy experiments and visualizations and whatever. And um, it, it, it was actually part of like when I deployed NARS, I put in the bit slider instead of taking every 10th NAR. And as, as everyone, well, most people here would know, every 10th NAR is for onboarding athletes. <clears throat> but they actually are the ones that end in seven because we have two contracts as migration, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, when you look at the on-chain data, you can see where people set the slider for every bid. So in the future, it's going to be fun to experiment with different visualizations um you know working with like sam mason de carries and and Lockie, who who's been invited to collaborate and he's excited about it you know there's there's so many things that we could do with on-chain data to make our minter faces more interesting and fun and i just yeah i just think there's a whole story to tell from the chain that that a lot of people are, are yet to realize so yeah excited about that I love that. Love that so much. So I still haven't um, recovered from mentor spaces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I that one to... should stick. I'm, I'm into it. Okay, go on. <laughs> sorry, Davin, I missed what you said. No, sorry. Uh, I wanted to invite Ben. Uh, I'm just going to run through this. I know we're already over one hour here, but I want to invite Ben to talk about you know the Alfstow contest and uh, you know what, what's what's going on with Alfstow. Uh, well, that contest is finished. Uh, winners have been announced, just finalising uh, the one of the final wallets, and then we'll pay out uh, the the winners. And uh, ultimately, some of the best traits were obviously picked uh, as winners, which is really cool. Um, and uh, two of them, prior to even the winners being picked, were included in the Outstow protocol. Uh, and that has been on testnet now for... Uh, almost a month, I guess. It's probably a month now. Um, so, you know, it's been kind of battle testing it a little bit and tweaking things. And uh, it's just, it's basically ready at this point. Uh, there's a few things we want to tweak and add to it, but they're features that can be added ongoing anyway. Uh, so, you know, any day now it's going to be launching. But each time I kind of think like, oh, it's going to be this day, we go, actually, let's implement this other thing real quick. <laughs> so it takes another day or two. And uh, that's happened quite a few times in the past kind of uh, two or three weeks. Uh, so 
Yeah, it, it's basically ready, though, at this point. Uh, launch is imminent. All right, guys. That's all we got for you. We gave you a POA. We went to the new now. We chatted with Darlington from Monster Cat. We got super gnarly. I think that's a pretty good night. What do you guys think? I think that's good. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Thanks for hosting, guys. This has been awesome. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our NARS Jam Sessions podcast, where we talk about new and exciting news and stories about the extreme athletes and artists we have in NARS DAO. We invite you to our weekly TNS Soapbox that happens every Thursday at 8 p.m. EST. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you all next week. <laughs>